0: This episode of Round Guy Radio is brought to you by Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. And Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant.
1: Welcome back to the Wraparound Show as we uh, get the scores for tonight. uh, We're going to start out in Sigourney, Iowa, and we have the voice of the Kyoto Eagles, Andy McGuire. Uh, Andy, tell us about the uh, the game we saw tonight.
0: Yeah, a real big matchup between Kyoto Eagles and the Sigourney Savages. Uh, A 1-2 matchup in the east side of the Sigourney Conference. Uh, Kyoto ends up getting a win, nice win. Evan Vinito having a huge first half, doing damage in the paint. Uh, Sigourney comes back in the second half a couple of different times to pull it within single digits, but ultimately can't crawl back far enough to to take the win. Uh, Had really nice contribution from freshman Solon Yates uh, from Sigourney, putting up quite a few points, and really honestly keeping him in the game, in my opinion. Uh, Isaac Bruns had a good night, uh, maybe not up to his standard, but played well enough to keep Sigourney in it at times. And uh, Ty Schafronik was back. Uh, Carson Weber hit a couple of threes. Uh, we had some contributions from from around that Sigourney team. But at the end of the day, the uh, Kyoto Eagles just too much for Sigourney to handle. Like I said, in the early parts of the game, we had good distribution from the ball over to Aiden Anderson to hit a nice three. Uh, Sawyer Stout got on the board. And Sawyer had a quiet night, but uh, did what Sawyer does and puts up his points quietly tonight. It just wasn't raining threes in like it normally does. Bentley Kinder got his rebounds. And... Uh, had real nice contribution from Dalton. Dalton off the bench, uh, defending and rebounding both.
1: Well, Evan Vivito puts up twenty-four points. Just to mention, the uh, uh, Sigourney Lady e- or Lady Savages uh, uh, really took it to the uh, to our Kyoto Eagle Lady Eagles tonight. Uh, the threes weren't falling, and that's the that's the, what Kyoto lives and dies on. And, and yeah. uh, uh, the just good defense. Just a great great game by the Sigourney girls, but uh, the Kyoto Eagles are the sickle conference champions as they clinch it tonight uh you got any thoughts on that
0: yeah just an amazing uh transformation from last year to this year last year uh, kyoto was pretty young this year you can see that that year uh of growth last year is paying off you know kyoto goes to 14 and 3 now so really quality year you know the, quali- the, the quality of losses is just to, to waco to limbo solely and to North Mahaska. So a really quality batch of losses for Kyoto Eagles and uh, excited to see what the rest of the season holds for them and what postseason play would look like.
1: All right. Well, thanks, Andy. And we will keep wrapping around as we try to get as many scores for you as we can tonight. We are going to Washington, Iowa for a game with all kinds of playoff implications and at the Southeastern Iowa Conference. We have Andy Kretzinger of the Southeast Iowa Union to tell us about Mount Pleasant Panthers sponsored by Pilot Grove Savings Bank going into the Washington Demon in a battle of uh, teams uh, who are in a three-way tie at the beginning of the night with the Burlington uh, Greyhounds, uh, each team in this conference all with the same conference record anyway. Andy, welcome to the program.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: We'll let our listeners know what, uh, what's going on and, uh, be descriptive. Take yeah, us through I, this game. Uh, we had, uh, uh, Peyton hoops Higgins against Ethan Pitter Patterson. Uh, uh, it sounded like, uh, Peyton hoops Higgins got, uh, uh, on the board tonight.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a night for hands. It's funny. Those two are, are such similar players. Uh, it's really fun to, to have them go against each other. Um, so, uh, Despite a a very strong first half, especially first quarter for the Washington Demons, uh, Mount Pleasant pulls off the sweep, uh, the regular season sweep anyway, because I'm sure that these guys uh, will be a pretty good chance they clash again in the postseason. But 58-51 Mount Pleasant. Um, And it was a game where the first half was all Washington, basically, especially on the uh, defensive end for the Demons. Um, Mount Pleasant scored the first point of the game. Washington went on a 12-0 run. Uh, to, to lead twelve to one, they led fifteen to six after a, a quarter, um, and they led twenty-seven to twenty at halftime. But um, I was talking to head coach uh, Colin Stark of the of the Demons just a uh, just a second ago, and um, he said it, it felt like they should be up you know fifteen sixteen points at that time. And I, I agree, Washington missed a lot of bunnies in the first half, and it was one of those situations where it seemed like Washington played about a perfect first half, and then. You know, a seven-point lead when you've got the shooters that Mount Pleasant has uh, isn't much. In fact, I saw a couple of Mount Pleasant kids walk off the court at halftime. And, you know, they're, they're kind of dazed a little bit by the first half. And they looked up at the the scoreboard, and, and one of them said, we're only down seven, guys. You know, so you could tell that Mount Pleasant also felt like it, it was a, a worse than it was. Uh, third quarter came out, and it was uh, Peyton Higgins' time. He ended up with 30 points tonight to lead Mount Pleasant. Um, he uh, took over. Uh, especially in the fourth quarter. He just, you know, he's like the, what do you call him, Peyton Hoops-Higgins? He, he's like the Energizer Bunny a little bit, where when it's getting late and you can tell that everyone's getting a little tired, he just uh, seems to keep going and going and attacking and attacking and looking for a shot. And uh, I think uh, Coach Eric Rossin for the Panthers called him a bulldog one time. And I, I kind of, in my mind, I think he's he's the, bull, the Mount Pleasant Bulldog or whatever would be a, a good nickname for him because – um, he just keeps at it. Uh, it was 45-45 midway through the fourth. Uh, Owen Vansickle hit a three for Mount Pleasant to put him up, and Haggins uh, kind of took over from there, and, and Washington's offense really uh, kind of sputtered out a little bit uh, at the end there. But um, as I said, Haggins uh, had 30. Owen Vansickle had nine, including that big three-pointer. And then for Washington, Aiden Six had a big game, 18 points. Uh, and, uh, and then nobody else was in double digits. A.J. Six had nine. But um, Ethan Patterson only had eight tonight. He didn't have to shoot too much. Washington really pounds the ball down low when they, when they play the smaller teams, which Mount Pleasant is, is smaller in some ways, although they've got some bodies down there. Um, and, again, on the other hand, uh, Aiden Ashton, who scored 30 on Washington in Mount Pleasant, uh, only had two tonight. So it was uh, a night for Peyton Higgins and Aiden, and Aiden 6, and it was uh, Higgins that, that leads the Panthers uh, back to the top of the SEC for right now.
1: Well, what a, what an exciting night, uh, uh, big comeback from behind. Uh, uh, what is, uh, one question. Number one, uh, Washington wins one and then they lose one and then they win one and yep. then they lose one. Uh, they just got done beating the Kyoto. Uh, uh, well, they just got done beating, uh, Yeah. Then they turn around and, uh, uh, lose to Mount Pleasant in a game that maybe uh, uh, missed too many shots, I guess. Uh, but Mount Pleasant is on the other end of that. All they do is win. What yeah. is going on with Coach Rawson's team uh, sponsored by Pilot
2: Grove Savings Bank? Well, I, I, think, the, I think the thing that has separated them, well, I'd say two things. One is that they have shot makers and um, Coach, uh, um, Coach Stark, uh, said today that he thought, and I agree, Washington probably got the higher percentage looks, at least through the first three quarters. But Mount Pleasant just has guys that make shots, uh, particularly Higgins. And also, that just the energy that Mount Pleasant plays with, you have to try and slow it down on him because they, you know, they play deeper than almost all the other SEC teams. Burlington has, you know, a, a similar as far as going, you know, eight, nine deep of guys, they get a lot of playing time, especially their guards. And then they have three posts that, that go in and out. So, um, they're able to, when the game speeds up, it's, it's to Mount Pleasant's advantage. The ball is in Higgins hand a lot. Uh, and so he's, he's either finding points for himself or, or for his teammates. And, um, sometimes it feels like Higgins is, is going off so much that everybody else finds themselves a little bit open. Cause everyone's trying to, uh, uh you know, pinch down on Higgins and, uh, so yeah, that's it. It's it's they're they're well conditioned, but also they play a lot of guys. And when the second half just kind of seems to be when Mount Pleasant shines. Well,
1: was there anybody that came off the bench and kind of helped spark this victory?
2: Uh, that's a good question. Let's see. Um, uh, Mount Pleasant didn't get a ton off the bench offensively tonight. In fact, they only had five guys score, and it was all five starters. Uh, so no, in the offensive sense. But I will say, uh, Mount Pleasant has. Uh, so their starting posts are uh, Nate Stroud and Carter Ramos, and they have a freshman, uh, Noah Lang, that comes off the bench and he's tall. He's extremely tall and lanky. And I think when they're playing a team against Washington where it's, it's an absolute war to try and get a rebound against Washington because they have they have four, four, you know, guys that eat boards starting plus Ethan Patterson's the smallest guy on the court. And he gets, he gets a lot of rebounds for his size for sure. And all of the, Players that come off of Washington's bench are really tall, so you kind of have to have the bodies down there, and I think that's uh, uh, an advantage for Mount Pleasant that a lot of other SEC teams don't don't have, where Mount Pleasant's got three guys that can kind of bang with them, and and it's every rebound today was uh, a battle. It, well, there were no easy little rebounds, one way or the other. So um, no scoring wise um, off the bench, Mount Pleasant didn't get much. Actually, I thought Washington's Evan Vandermullen, who's the first guy off the bench, he had to come in early because there were a couple fouls to Avery Six. And he had a, a really big impact, I thought, just coming in and um, and again getting rebounds and playing defense. And um, so, uh, but yeah, it was, it was it was Mount Pleasant starters today that were able to carry the load offensively.
1: Well, uh, uh, the final score was what
2: uh, fifty eight to fifty one. And um, I'll say on the standings, so they technically were a half game above Burlington coming into today because Burlington was had, has played one less game. But for all intents and purposes, it was a three-way tie because uh, Burlington's should, got a easier into the schedule. than uh, um, They've got a, a few games that they should win at the end of the schedule, basically.
1: Well, uh, before we wrap this up, Andy, anything you want to tell our, our listeners?
2: No, it's just that it was a, a fun game, and I, I don't want to spoil. You're going to talk about the Fairfield game here pretty soon, but um, it seems like the SEC is still up in the air. But for once, this is probably the one time where – a team has at least had one hand on the on, on the trophy a little bit yeah. because Mount Pleasant still has to play Burlington and Fairfield. Um, and they've got one more, I think, against Keokuk as well. So it's definitely not over, but it was a good day for the old Panthers today.
1: All right. Well, thanks for being with us, and we will continue to spin around the the, the league. Uh, you can check Andy uh, Kretzinger out at the Southeast Iowa Union. I'm sure you will have uh, great coverage of this game. Uh, Where would Hunter go tonight?
2: Hunter was at the. Also, Hunter was at Fairfield versus Burlington girls. Um, so, Fair, uh, uh, the SEC is kind of a four-team race in the on the girls' side, and, and Fairfield is just so young and new. This was a game where they could win. You know, uh, it, we knew it was going to be a battle, and in fact, it went into overtime. Uh, so, Burlington's got a stud freshman. I think it was that was back uh, today. So, uh, I told Hunter that would be a pretty. Darn close one, and I—he could still be at there right now because I think he tweeted out about 20 minutes ago. It's going to overtime, so who knows if that one's even decided yet.
1: All right. Well, thanks for being with us. Thank you. We are heading to Burlington, Iowa, to talk to the voice of the Fairfield Trojan, KMCd's own Nathan Piercy. Nathan, the Fairfield Trojans shocked the world tonight, and uh, we got the biggest upset of the evening as the Fairfield Trojans. take down first place, uh, the Burlington Greyhounds who have been playing, uh, lights out and on fire lately. Uh, um, you know, they're, what, what was the, what was the final score? And then let us know what happened.
3: Yeah. So it was 68, 62, I believe was the final score. Fairfield's able to hang on. Uh, they really played a great game. Burlington was starting to try to make a comeback there in the fourth quarter. JJ uh, Martin for Burlington actually ended, ended the game with 16 points, all of which came in the fourth quarter. Uh, but uh, it was Mark. It was of course Marquise Lewis doing what he always does for Burlington. Uh, but Fairfield really, really slowed him down in the. I say slowed him down in the fourth quarter. He only had eight points, which, is, as you know, and many in Southeast Iowa know, that is low for him in a quarter. But he did finish with 32 overall. But it was Fairfield with their big three of uh, J.J. Lane had 22 points. Uh, Tate Allen had 18. And Max Wheaton finished with 16. And I had him for 10 rebounds. So it's another double-double for Max Wheaton. And the Trojans played really good defense as well, especially in the first three quarters. And uh, they combined that. Look, in the first half, there weren't very many fouls called. And that definitely helped the Trojans. And overall, it got them a win uh burlington now gonna drop down to third in the in conference play in in conference standings uh meanwhile depending on the outcome of washington mount pleasant tonight that'll be your leader and the the winner and then the loser of that game will be in second place
1: well after being down uh at the half by nine points i believe the mount pleasant panthers came back and won that game uh uh, I think it stretched out really a little bit at the very, very last few seconds. But uh, yeah, Mount Pleasant uh, standing alone in first place, thanks to some excellent help by the Fairfield Trojans. How about that, huh? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, of course, you know, we, we've
3: talked about it all year long that this Southeastern Conference is a dogfight each and every night, every game played. Uh, Fairfield. Has struggled a little bit with, with uh, some, some of their play there. But got it done tonight in Burlington. A big a big win for them. Of course, uh, they lost to Burlington earlier on in the year. So this will be their last time playing them. It was a great game for them. And while Fairfield, it's going to be a, a big stretch for them to actually win the conference, they can still have fun trying to make things interesting for all the other teams.
1: Well, we've been waiting for, you know, the Fort Madison's, the Fairfield's, the, the Kia Cucks to jump off and knock off one of these uh, giants. Uh, Fairfield certainly has the most skill uh, and 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 by far the best players to accomplish that. And they were able to do it tonight. Uh, uh, is it JJ Lane? Uh, how did he do? Yeah, JJ, he had a great game. There
3: was times that he really took control. He ended the game with 22 points. And, and one thing for him is that Oh, excuse me. Uh, anyway, J.J. did a great job of exploiting the Burlington just being slow, getting back on defense. And J.J. would get down the floor quickly. They'd get it up to him in the corner. He'd baseline drive and, and pull one up. And and typically from that distance, you know, on a layup, J.J. Lane is damn near automatic. And it was a, he had a great game. Uh, also, you know, Tate Allen, he, he was slow in the first half. I believe he he went into halftime with eight points put up 10 in the second half and it was was shooting really well from beyond the arc and you add in uh, max wheaton what he does you know he had a tough task matched up against marquise lewis throughout the night uh but uh, max still finished with 16 points so you know those big three there for fairfield when all three of those guys can get going This team's a pretty scary team to compete with, especially when they have guys, you know, some of the other support player guys, Riley Perkins, Ryan Higgins, uh, Miles McIntyre got in, some other guys you may see is a Cooper Polanski and Noah McNamara. Those guys, especially the ones that play a big defensive game, when they can get their defense rolling and and really start, you know, start putting pressure on them like they did tonight against Burlington, when they do that, this team is a scary team to play against. It's just they gotta figure out a way to a way to do it more consistent consistently. And they did it, except for about a four-minute stretch in the fourth quarter today, where Burlington went on a 10-0 run about halfway through the fourth quarter and made it much more interesting game. So if Fairfield can figure out how to put up a full thirty-two-minute game like they played tonight, this team could make a deep run in the playoffs.
1: Well, uh, it seems like the the, uh, the successful formula, uh, to, uh, uh, to beat the Fairfield Trojan this year has been, uh, uh, you, you can't stop Max Wheaton, but you need to limit, uh, JJ Lane and, uh, uh, Tate Allen, you know, and, but when, when, uh, when Max Wheaton is, is, uh, having a good game and those other two guys are having a good game, it's, uh, it's really tough to beat the Trojans isn't
3: it? it it really is you know when you when you look at this team and, and you talk about three those three guys in particular Max JJ and Tate Max he's the big guy inside he's gonna he's gonna get inside he's gonna body his way in he knows how to, he knows how to use his body well and uh to put up shots and we can't really do it anywhere he can JJ he can shoot it from the perimeter he can also drive put up some floaters he likes a baseline drive as well. He's very good at that. And Tate Allen, I saw him do something today that I haven't seen him do very much of, and that is drive to the basket. If he can incorporate that into his game a little bit, and and while still having that incredible three point shot that he that he has been able to find tonight, uh, with, with Tate Allen being able to do that, those three guys are lethal. And one important thing for him is getting to the line. All three of these guys shoot eighty plus percent from the free throw line and when they're able to 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 get to the line there especially you know at the end of this game tate allen finished with four straight free throws made that that helped kind of seal the win Uh, it was it was tate allen jj lane and max wheaton that were taking those fouls to get to the line so if they can get to that free throw line that that helps them a lot and it, it makes her for a very tough night on a on an opposing defense if all three of those guys can get working
1: well, I don't know if you know this, but the rankings came out today and you just beat the number 10 team in the state of Iowa in 4A. Not in 3A, yes. in 4A. Right. Yeah, I, I saw
3: that. And that's definitely one that uh, Coach Flattery is, is going to be happy about. You know, they, they've got a tough task. They, they've got to bounce back pretty quickly because this uh, Fairfield team is going to come back with another bigger school in Iowa City High. They've got them on Monday. So they're going to ride high on this a little bit, but they've also got some things they still needed to clean up a little bit. Um, and, and I think the big thing for them is they can't take off. They can't take the pressure off. They can't let off the gas. That's something that they started to do here tonight. And Burlington went on a run and made it much closer than it should have been. Uh, but overall, I, th- I think this team's very happy with the win. Uh, but they also know there's a lot more ahead of them still.
1: Well, uh, can you, do you remember knocking off a top 10 team uh, uh, in your memory there of uh, football, basketball, any, any kind of sport?
3: Uh. Um, I, you know, I'm trying to think, I think the, uh, I think the Fairfield softball team did it last year at one point in the playoffs. Um, but then they ended up struggling against the number one team and, and winter set, you know, girls basketball last year, I think, I believe knocked off a couple ranked teams. So, um, they, they've definitely done so. You got to remember, I've only been here a couple of years. You know, this is my second second season covering uh, second season through. So I'm still kind of learning some of the history here, but uh, it, it, it hasn't happened very often. You know, a, a couple of those squads, like I mentioned, the girls' basketball and, and and softball from last year, they were ranked teams as well. So they, they kind of had the target on their back, but uh, not not from what I know of them knocking off a, a ranked team like this, but you know, you can tell by by how everyone was walking out of the locker room when I was starting to head out after the game is uh you know, this this team was happy about it, but they also know there's still plenty of work to be done.
1: Yeah, you gotta you, you, you can be happy, but you gotta maintain that business like uh emotional structure so that exactly. people act like you, that you know, you want people to think that you expected to win. You know, and, and that's what you came there to do and that's what you accomplished. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is This is the biggest win for the boys, Fairfield Trojans, in the Nathan Piercy era. Yeah, I, I would say so,
3: you know, and, and it's, it's impressive, I'm sure.
1: We're having a little struggle with your uh, signal. Are you still there? Well, I will call you back and see if we can't get this straightened out.
3: Yeah, so, you know, this team, of course, uh, very, you know, very... <laughs> excited about this win a big win and i'm sure they want to have more you know obviously wanting to make a big run into the playoffs and it, and it it really starts now you know they got to look past the the conference you know four losses in conference probably not going to win it there but if they can get hot now and keep rolling into the playoffs it's going to build well for them
1: well where do they need to finish to get to the playoffs well, what was that where do they need to finish to get to the playoffs can they finish fourth they just- in the conference and still go to the playoffs yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Everybody gets, everybody gets that first game, you know, to, to get a chance in there. I think what they need to do is they just need to keep working, figure out how to be more consistent. You know, that's one problem that they've been played with really multiple years, not just this year, but last year they had the problem with it as well. If they can just figure out how to be more consistent and play a full 32 minutes, this team's going to be really good. You know, t- tonight they put together about a solid 30 minutes. But it's those other two
1: that uh, about did a minute, about close game. So. Well, uh, man, Nathan, uh, I bet you were happy uh, uh, to, to get the win there. Uh, you know, like I say, big, big win for you. But think about it. Fairfield gets a conference win. Burlington and Washington take a step back and get a conference loss. That was, you know, that that's coming up on both of those teams.
3: Yeah, and, and, you know, that puts them each with, with two conference losses. Mount Pleasant on top with just one, and uh, Fairfield right there behind them. So I guess Fairfield still has a chance there in the mix, but it's going to be a pretty difficult uh, run for that conference, and they're going to need some help as well. They still have one game with Mount Pleasant, Mount or, uh, Fort Madison, and Keokuk left to go. They're done with Washington and Burlington. Uh, so, they're again, they're going to need some help. They've still got a chance to finish over 500 in conference play.
1: Well, Washington still has a game with Burlington, and Burlington still has a game with Mount Pleasant. So there's a couple losses uh, that's going to be automatic there for for, uh, some of those teams now. So maybe you can crawl back into third place. But uh, you did what you could tonight. You beat the number 10 uh, Burlington Greyhounds. And I want to tell you, I'm proud of you. And, and I'm excited for the team. Let me uh, flip the side over to the Burlington side. Every coach I talk to mentions Marquise the Freak uh, Lewis as a uh, one of the best players in Southeast Iowa. You know, if I ask him to, you know, give me the top 3, top 5 players, Marquise is always mentioned. Uh how good is he? He's very good. He can do he can he can
3: drive, he can put things he can shoot it from literally anywhere on the floor and it's got a chance of going in. He's a very impressive player. I believe he stands 6'4 and and can play guard, forward, center, wherever you need him. He's very impressive and uh, he, you know, he put up 32. going into tonight, he averaged twenty-five and, and there's no doubt he I don't know if he'll win Southeast Conference Player of the Year, but he's definitely by far the question.
1: <laughs> yeah, he certainly uh, and all these players are Peter Patterson, uh Max uh, maximum beaten Max Wheaton. Uh and you guys delivered a maximum beating tonight. Uh uh well, is there any other players of note that we should talk about uh, Coach Aiky's players?
3: Yeah, actually on the on the on the Burlington side, uh JJ Martin, their point guard, you know, he strolled the first three quarters, then finally found his groove in the fourth quarter. And he put up 16 points all in the fourth quarter. I thought it was a pretty impressive play from him. He was driving and also shooting it from the three-point the three line. So uh, he was pretty impressive as well.
1: Well, you got uh, some minimal games against Fort Madison and Keokuk. Fort Madison seems to be a little tougher here recently. Keokuk seems to be kind of putting it together, but not quite getting across the finish line. Uh, yeah, well, impressive game. Who, what's the next game? Yeah, so uh, Ooh, yeah, Fairfield, the, Monday with the uh, City High, huh? Yep, uh, Monday is uh,
3: Iowa City High. Of course, I'll have that game on 95-9, Classic 96. And then I believe on next Friday, I want to say it is Fort Madison, but I'm not 100% sure. I'll have to double check on that one. Uh, but again, their next game is Monday, Iowa City High, Again, I'll have that on 95.9 Classic 96. You can stream it at exploresciowa.com. Uh, pre-game will start shortly after the JV game. Scheduled to be around seven fifteen. 15 I'll have a tip-off scheduled for seven thirty. But, again, it'll be Monday night, a quick turnaround for this team, and uh, hopefully they can get back at it, another tough opponent and
1: another bigger school. Well, is there anything that we didn't get to cover, uh, that we needed to cover before we move on to another town and another score? Uh, i think that i think that's it well it's been just a fun trip around there uh you've been listening to the voice of the trojans kmc's very own nathan piercy uh thanks for being with us tonight nathan
3: hey thanks for having me
1: we are headed to wobble iowa as we talk to jeff mills of real smart video uh Uh, He's going to help us clean up the rest of the scores. I know you were at the Washington-Mount Pleasant game, but uh, we had Andy Kretzinger of the Southeast Iowa Union already tell us about that. But uh, I have some unfinished scores that we haven't uh, got to yet, and I want to start out with the Meepo game uh, as they played West Burlington. Uh, What do you got me for a score for that? Um,
4: It looks like West Burlington pulled it out with a 56-43 win.
1: Yeah, well, uh uh they're still undefeated, aren't they? West They Burlington. are. They are. Well, uh I really appreciate the video that you sent me over uh that we posted of the new uh, of the uh, Notre Dame uh, uh West Burlington game. That a lot of people have watched that. Uh and uh it's such great footage. You also uh got some footage that we're going to be posting of the uh Waco Winfield-Mount Union game. But you did a, a special one of Simeon Reichenbach that I I just wanted to point out. That was a great one. How long did it take you to edit that? No, oh, it wasn't too long.
4: I I try and do that for all the kids. And I put the main one out there, you know. But uh, if their kids are on Twitter and all that, and have I can find them on Twitter, I put their individual highlight clips like that one for Simeon. I do that for all the kids.
1: Well, that was a, he is a, he's a highlight machine. That guy. He is I man. Mean, that he kid. He's an athlete. I mean, Uh he's a pure athlete. (laughs) Man, if I was if I was picking for a sport, I didn't even know what the sport was. I'd pick him first. He's he's the greatest. But anyway, (laughs) uh, let's get back to the scores. You had some other scores. Uh, I have some scores. I'll go over with you. But let's go over the scores that you have first.
4: Okay. Um,
1: Looks like Waco
4: was in Columbus Junction tonight. Yeah. And uh they did their thing (laughs) the final was 94 to 29.
1: you know you realize that's a 32 minute game that's that's a little a fraction more than three points a minute yeah (laughs) that's impressive i mean (laughs) well i know the columbus wildcats are struggling uh uh and it's it's just really unfair for them to play waco Exactly. uh, Yeah. uh, All I could say was I did. uh, uh, I did say that Waco could put ninety points on the board tonight in the in the in the game day segment of uh, the previews for the game. So I guess (laughs) we'll be there. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, unbelievable. Well, what else you got? Um, it looks like this
4: was an interesting matchup for me. I was anxious to come home and look up the score, but L and M went to Hillcrest Academy and played up there and L and M actually come out on top by one point, 47, 46. I don't know the details of the game, but it sounds like it was a pretty good one. And L and M pulled the win out over Hillcrest. And I thought that was a pretty impressive win for that team. Titan oh. Northrop had uh 23 points. Vanderberry at a 15 for the Falcons. So uh, that's a nice win for their program. I think.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, and I think that game was at Hillcrest, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Well, uh, and M is quietly putting together a pretty solid uh, 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 season. They just got a nice little win, uh, pretty handily, over the Pekin uh, Panthers, who's a very solid team. And uh, yep. Hillcrest Academy, uh, uh, this is a big win for them. Uh, that could put them a uh, uh, move them a notch up in the playoff uh, picture, won't it?
4: Right. Yeah, 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 they're another one of them, too. We've been saying this, it seems like a lot the past couple of weeks, but another one of them teams that are playing really good basketball at the right time towards the end of the year, they're, they're really putting it all together. So
1: it's good to see. Well, I got to see their very first game, you know, and the, I think we beat them by nine or something like that, but you could tell they were they were really good. And I, I don't think even at that time I realized how good Kyoto was, As Kyoto already yeah. Bought. They locked up the the east side of the single Conference tonight. So wow, uh, nice. That's pretty early to be locking it up. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. <no> doubt. <laughs> uh, but uh, I could tell that they were really uh, off on a uh, going to be off on a, a good season, and boy, they really are. And they seem to be playing uh, their best uh, ball here down the stretch. So uh, gosh, that's a great score. What else you got for me? Um, another one I got here. It
4: looks like. Uh... This is another good matchup, I thought. Uh, Burlington-Notre Dame went uh, to Danville, and they pulled off a five-point win. They ended up winning 48-43. So I think uh, Burlington-Notre Dame is now 12-5, and if I'm correct, and Danville might have gone to – ten and five I don't know I'd have to look, but uh again, two quality teams that were battling it out and uh Burlington Notre Dame ended up getting the win on the road so
1: well wow congratulations Burlington Notre Dame uh do you got any scores or anything on that or just the score uh yeah, well uh, I don't have any stats
4: nothing, nothing's been posted I just had the final score
1: well that's more than I had uh well, what else we what else are we talking about um the only other one
4: I have. Yeah, uh, we talked West Burlington Meepo, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Um, looks like
1: the Winfield Mount Union Waplow game. That's the only one I got left that okay, I go haven't ahead. talked about and I have a score for. Go for it. Well, uh, Winfield Mount Union pulls this out 58 uh, 25. Um, I think that's about right. I, I just I feel like that's about where both of those teams are. You know, yep. Wapolo, they're they're uh you know, they're not beating the, the teams with the winning records, but they are beating the teams that are uh, the average teams and the and the below average teams. I guess the teams they should beat. And uh um you know, after Winfield lost to Waco, you know they were gonna be, you know, <laughs> yeah. d- doubling up their efforts tonight, uh, to try and bounce back from that. Uh but uh you know, Winfield does what Winfield does. Wapolo does what Wapolo does. I I respect Wapolo's effort in this game. They kept him under 60, and, uh, you know, it's tough to score against them. So, uh, Absolutely.
4: And uh, Waplo just uh, – they just don't seem to have a, the depth that a lot of the other teams have. They have, you know, their main guys that can score, but uh, not a lot of depth coming off the bench. So I think that kind of hurts them a little
1: bit. It hurts them, they get, and especially when you're kind of shallow and you get into foul trouble and stuff like that uh then you're even shallower but uh well guys gosh uh another great night uh tell us a little bit about the footage you that might be coming our way from this mount pleasant uh washington demons uh shootout game well i've been reading about uh
4: this peyton higgins kid uh for mount pleasant and i've been wanting to watch him play just from what i've been reading about him on twitter and uh the newspapers and all that stuff but he had another big game tonight. I think he finished with 28 points. So there'll be uh, plenty of highlights from them. Uh, Ethan Patterson had a nice game. And six kids, you know, they did their thing. Mount Pleasant seemed to uh, put the switch to his zone in the second half, and that really kind of disgruntled uh, Washington's offense. But um, all in all, I, it, it was a great game. It was uh, plenty of highlights, plenty of great, great stuff. You'll you'll see. So,
1: well is another great uh night of basketball and as you often do you were right there to probably ride the crest of the wave tonight uh you know between and with fairfield beating uh, uh burlington uh with the big that was the big upset uh yeah. that makes that game that you were at even more of a big deal as Matt takes it over so that's the story tonight. The story tonight is the uh, Waco Warriors put up 94 points. Uh, Mount Pleasant uh, uh, wins. Washington and Burlington both lose, so Mount Pleasant finally breaks that three-way tie and has a little uh, little one-game lead over everybody else, but they take it. Uh, Winfield bounces back, gets a win. Kyoto closes uh, – uh, up with a 67-55 win to already close out their east side. They're going to be the east side champions. Uh, 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 Some really, really good teams on the other side of that bracket. And uh, I think the only teams we've lost to are top 10 teams in the state. So uh, we're getting ready for the playoffs as we are down the stretch. Uh, You got any comments about tonight's action?
4: Uh not not than what I've already shared. Like I said, Mount Pleasant gets a big win. It was a fun game to be a part of. The demon section, student section never disappoints. So it was a fun one to be at, man. All
1: right. Well we uh we got you the scores that we can. Sometimes I just like to throw out the the one that we did tonight just to get the scores out there, you know. And uh if I get a hold of some more uh information or somebody good I can talk to, we'll pop back on and uh do some more, but uh, thanks, Jeff, for being with us. Real smart videos. Uh, tell them one more time where they can access those. Oh yeah, just
4: uh, look me up on Twitter. If you got a player or something, I'm at your game. I'm gladly share the highlights. I try to look them up, but if I can't find them, you know, I can't do anything. But if you're on Twitter and uh, I'm at your game, I'm going to share your highlights with you. It's just kind of what I do. But you can find just search for me on Twitter or on Facebook, and you'll find me.
1: All right. Well. Uh, Another big night, and uh, we were able to talk with Andy McGuire and uh, Andy Kretzinger and Nathan Piercy and Jeff Mills as we wrapped around the league. And, uh, Jeff, this is what people like. They love these wraparound shows. Uh, they're yeah, fun right. to listen to, you know, and they chop right through it. So uh, thanks for helping Wade, Wade through all the, the – the, you clean things up for me tonight, Jeff. Thanks a lot.
4: Well, thanks for having me, Dave. It's always a pleasure, man.
1: All right, I just want to mention, I uh, want to thank Eichelberger Farms. I want to thank the Packwood Locker. I want to thank uh, um, Pilot Grove Savings Bank. I want to thank the Davis Alonzo of Coralville, Iowa. And I want to thank Physical Therapy Services of Kelowna, Iowa for helping us bring you the, the best high school information about the scores, about the games, about the analysis, and about the previews of the games to come. And hardly nobody's better to do that with than Jeff Mills. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, man.
0: This episode of Round Guy Radio has been brought to you by Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. And Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded just like you, located in Wayland, Winfield and Mount Pleasant.